Hello. Hi, everyone. You can all hear me well? OK, good. Uh, thank you. So for those of you who came in a little bit late, uh, Reverend Kim explained. Uh, yeah, yesterday afternoon, I got a, this buzz on my phone and I open it. It's a, the COVID alert app. And it says uh, somehow I've been exposed to someone who's been infected. So uh, I went and got a test uh, yes, last night, um, but I don't have results. So until then, I'm supposed to self-isolate. So that's why I'm here. And I read the news and our national minister of finance had the same thing happen to her. So we're in the same boat. <laughs> and so this... This is a truly unique times and so um and this is what it takes sometimes you have to uh, adjust and we're preaching here but i'm thankful uh thankful to be at home and none of us are symptomatic and uh, we're healthy so uh, uh let us do our best um to continue uh reflecting and being thankful and worshiping god so along that theme today's psalm of thanksgiving um to god reflects it's a psalm of thanksgiving that we've read today that sarah read for us this reflects the core belief right of the people of israel uh, verse one starts with this oh give thanks to the lord for he is good for his steadfast love endures forever this verse summarizes really in a nutshell the faith of god's people their faith is rooted in God, right? Who is good and on God's steadfast love. The Hebrew word for steadfast love is hesed. And hesed connotes a lot of things, love, enduring, loyalty, and allegiance. It is about God who first loved his people and displayed loyalty to his people. The people of God then respond to that love and faithfulness with thanksgiving. So this gratitude to God is at the core of their faith. I mean, we all agree uh, that gratitude and thanksgiving is a good thing. Yes, that is how we should live, with gratitude. But is the gratitude that we have just a human gratitude of a general sort? Or is it gratitude to God? So these two different kinds of gratitude, that's what I want to reflect on today. Yes, we have many things to be thankful for. Our families, our friends, our jobs and our health. And during this time of COVID, we've expressed our gratitude for our blessings many times. We've been a very blessed community. But is it merely our good circumstances that we're thankful for? Are we thankful for our good fortune in life? Or are we thankful for something beyond our circumstances? Human gratitude often revolves around the good circumstances we enjoy and are blessed with. When we say we look at the bright side of things, it's being able to see the good things that exist even when times are tough. And this is all good. I do think it's much better to live with this general gratitude than without it. But at its core, the human gratitude without God is built on my own effort, my own self-sufficiency, and then breathing a sigh of relief 
that the random world around us has not brought my self-sufficiency crumbling down. It's a world and a worldview in which I do what I can to build my safe place and hope to the gods that the world doesn't take it away. And so we're thankful that our hard work has been blessed by a great stroke of luck to lead us where we're at. And yes, we revel in this kind of gratitude when we meet with family and friends for special occasions like holidays. You know, we're thankful for how things have turned out. We share love, good times, and warm feelings. And in this space, we bask in our blessings and enjoy a taste of life as it's meant to be. And so in these moments, we feel a great contentment. But I wonder if this general gratitude leaves us satisfied. You know, this type of gratitude focuses on the silver lining in things. It tells us to look on the bright side of things and all these other things that we've heard. To not dwell on the negative things too much and not complain because our circumstances could be less fortunate at any moment. I mean, I think this is a kind of fleeting gratitude because our self-sufficiency can be pierced and taken away at any moment. It's a precarious gratitude. So is this gratitude enough to fill us? The prophet Haggai said this, and these are words from God that he's saying. Consider how you have fared. You have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And you that earn wages, earn wages to put them into a bag of with holes. No matter how great our circumstances are, are we truly satisfied? Or is what the prophet Haggai said true? You know, we recently began a weekly discussion uh, with our young family parents, and it's been great. Our families have been truly blessed, and we uh, say that very often. But then when we gathered, as we delved a little deeper, a number of people began to share that, yes, despite these blessings that we appreciate, they wonder if the life that they have now is all there is to it. Whether there is more, maybe, to life's purpose and meaning. So even if our life is good, sometimes we feel that we are not fully satisfied. I think we're not fully satisfied because deep down, we see the absurdity of our own good circumstances when compared to the random misfortune that exists out in the world. There's something off, something not right about the picture that makes us uneasy. You know, I think as human beings, we are deeply connected creatures and we seek a harmonious connection with the universe that we live in. Whether we know it or not, the plight of others seeps deep into our psyches. The suffering of others gnaws away at us. 
And this is why when we're inundated with bad news, it depresses us. We feel anxious, even though my own life is going really well. We need to shut it off or block it out to get back to our good spirits. I think somehow we know that we are unfairly privileged by luck and circumstance, and we feel pangs of guilt about it. We may try to push these feelings aside, but they remain eerily present in the shadows of our souls. Our spirits are intimately connected with the world that God has created. I am indeed my brother's keeper and my sister's keeper. When one suffers, I suffer. In the midst of our abundance, in the deep recesses of our souls, we still feel very impoverished and unsatisfied. The prophet Haggai asks why people feel this way, even though they have sown much, even though they eat, drink, and clothe themselves. He gives God's response. Why, says the Lord of hosts, because my house lies in ruins while all of you hurry off to your own houses. Because the world that God created lies in ruins. Because God's people, our brothers and sisters, suffer. Because I suffer and I have not attended to that suffering. Our human gratitude cannot shield us away from the brutal reality of this world. The reality of this world leaks into our souls like a corrosive agent that melts the shields of our human gratitude. I, mean, the, I think the only way to truly remain content with our human gratitude is to shut ourselves off from the miseries of the world, to cocoon ourselves from the suffering cries of our hearts and the world around us. Yeah, we may seek to escape the world and its misery or forget about it. We may seek to shield ourselves and our loved ones from it, but still a voice cries out and haunts us. Am I living rightly behind the fences and curtains I have erected? As long as others around us suffer, we will never truly be at peace. As long as someone cries, my laughter can never be full. My human gratitude is not enough to shield me from the misery of this world. Rather, it only temporarily buffers me from it. Human gratitude has a hard time accounting for the pain and suffering that occurs within my soul and in the world. It doesn't want to dwell on the negative things, even though the negative things are an undeniable part of life in this world. So human gratitude, while it is much better than no gratitude, does not fill us. The psalmist's thanksgiving from today flows from recognition that 
Life is dependent on God. It's not a world for the psalmist that is merely random or dependent on our self-sufficient effort. It is a worldview rooted in a God who hears and a God who cares. And I think that's why in today's climate where we don't even know if we really believe in God, this is a very difficult kind of gratitude to cultivate or adopt for ourselves. All we see is the world around us. And so therefore our innate response is to shield ourselves from it. But this thanksgiving of the psalmist, it narrates what God has done and how God has helped. And it's a thanksgiving that encompasses the reality of this hard and difficult life we live and the often miserable world we dwell in. This is the psalmist's confession from today. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. This confession lies at the core of our gratitude and faith that God hears and God responds. I mean, I think we all know as we go in, through life, we all carry deep pain in our hearts. We carry pain from broken and fractured relationships. We bear the scars of injustice and evil around us. Our faith is rooted in a God who hears the cry of our hearts. In our experience of a God who hears that cry, reaches out and rescues us from that pain. When we experience this God, then we are filled with true gratitude. We also call this the experience of grace. This is at the core of a very personal spiritual experience with, of God. And that is what we just sang today in the Thanksgiving song. You know, you've taken me from the miry clay, set my feet upon the rock, and now I know that I love you, I need you. Though the world may fall, I'll never let you go. Our love and thanksgiving is a flowing response to what God has first done for us. My friends, I pray that we all have this personal and very real experience of God who hears us and extends his hand to bring us out of that miry clay. Because that experience is where true gratitude comes from. From knowing that God cares for me and hears me. I, mean, I don't know, uh, every time I think back to my 20s and 30s, how uh, I was wandering around like in the desert wastes, as the psalmist describes, finding no real way in this life. I mean, on the surface was great, but inside I just felt lost. But when I think back to how God heard the cries of my heart and delivered me from my distress, I mean, every time I think about that, I'm brought to tears. I'm just filled with gratitude and love for God who saved me and rescued me. This gratitude is at the core of faith. It's a gratitude that remembers how God has rescued us. It's a gratitude that has hope 
that God will continue to hear us and rescue us when times are difficult. It's a gratitude that gives us faith that no matter what my current circumstances may be, that my God will hear me, reach out to me, and deliver me. And so this gratitude is about God, not our circumstances. We give thanks to God for who God is, no matter what our circumstances are. And it's a gratitude that does, does not run away from the ugly realities of this world, but kind of embraces them. The psalmist declares that God satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Our gratitude opens our eyes to see a God who cares deeply about this world. Our gratitude for God's work in my life leads me to cry out for God's justice and mercy to reign in this world. Our gratitude changes our hearts to love this world as God loves it, to care for the weak and vulnerable as our God does. And God, who rescued my vulnerable soul, now calls me to care for the vulnerable of this world, not to be detached from it. And it's a gratitude that opens my eyes to see how God is changing me deep within my heart, melting away my bitterness, resentment, and anger. And it's a gratitude that opens up my eyes to God's reality in the midst of the dreary realities we see in this world. You know what I mean? This is a gratitude that opens our eyes to a different reality. What we see in the news or the, the, those hard facts, that's not it. We see something else too. And this is what the psalmist says today. He turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land into springs of water. And there he lets the hungry live and they establish a town to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful yield. When we have this gratitude to God, we start to see this new reality of what God is doing, of turning a desert into pools of water, of where there is no life, creating life. What a beautiful vision. What a beautiful God. So my friends, if you feel barren in your souls, take heart. God can breathe new life into your soul and fill it. And this is what a gratitude oriented to God does for us. Be filled with gratitude to God. Be filled and satisfied with it. How can we cultivate this gratitude to God? You know, we've talked before about being intentional, about reflecting what we're grateful for. So we've talked about having even a gratitude journal where we list all the things we're thankful for. And I think that is an excellent discipline to develop. But let me add one more concrete thing to this. As you reflect on what you're grateful for, reflect specifically as well on how God has worked in your life, how God has heard you, how God has delivered you, 
in how God has provided for you. Be specific about the outward things that you're thankful for, but connect that to God's provision and bounty. And then go further. Reflect not just on the things, your circumstances, but reflect on how God has heard the cry of your heart. Because that's going to make you reflect on what the cries of your heart actually are in the first place. Because once you know, then you can, we can bring these cries more directly to God. And as we keep reflecting this way, we will start to see how God is hearing these cries and responding to them over time. When we connect the cries of our heart with how God responds, that will really lead us to the declaration of the psalmist that God is good and his steadfast love endures forever. So may you all live with this thanksgiving to God that overflows from your heart. Let us sing together. <clears throat>